Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Artistic State of Mind. My yo, name yo. is Jules. And I'm Stephen, aka Smiling Mastermind, aka The Ladies Gentleman, aka The Art Appreciator, aka I've run out of AKAs. Do you do this every single time? It, it gets I, really annoying. I, I don't do it every time, but I'm going to make it oh, a anyway. tradition now. Hi guys and welcome back. It's been a bit, it's been a while. It has. Um, I don't know why Stephen's got this smile on his face, like to say what he just did, his sentence that he just produced was a mastermind. But, a mastermind. Um, masterpiece. Masterpiece, that's the word. Um, sorry guys, I'm unwell. So everything that you hear on this episode, do not hold me into content, content, content. Oh, we won't hold you accountable. Yeah, there we go. Stephen tried to use another nice little word. Countable. <laughs> Won't hold me accountable. Um, but welcome, guys. Um, apologies for, I guess, the lateness of this episode. Mm. Um, again, unforeseen circumstances that just changes everybody's um, schedule. Schedule. So you have to, sometimes you have to drop a few things to kind of get some other things done. But we are back. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're bringing you this episode a week later. But yeah, how's your week been, Stephen? It's been okay. It's been okay. Um, obviously, we, as you did say before, the whole thing in regards to unforeseen circumstances can always change our schedules and stuff. So that's kind of what we've been dealing with, I guess. Like, talk with some enthusiasm. I am. They haven't, they haven't heard from us in like three weeks. Um, you know, okay. Been okay. <laughs> I'm not been saying. Okay. I'm not saying. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But yeah, well, my, my week's been good. Um, it's busy with life and all that stuff. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, I've had an interesting few weeks. Mm. Um, I don't know who decided that it would be a good idea to give me a cold, but I'm now suffering from a cold. Mm. Um. I had an accident a couple of weeks ago, so I'm currently in it. But, you know, I just thank God that I'm alive right. to speak to you guys today and all that jazz. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been an interesting couple of few weeks. Um, I'm literally counting down the days to my holiday um, to celebrate my big 3-0. Um, for, that, for you guys who don't know, I'm going to be 30 this year and I'm going to live at large in a very very hot country but yeah i'm looking forward to it 55 days of pure bliss and sunshine and sand is that is that what you mean by that? the countdown is 55 days because you said 55 days of pure bliss are, yeah, you going holiday? are you going holiday for 55 days yeah in 55 days in 55 days or for 55 days i'm not going on holiday for 55 days i'm going in 55 okay. days you I feel like the audience are not that. stupid. I think they right. would understand what I'm saying. <laughs> it's only you that likes to question things. <laughs> the sibling rivalry is back. Yes. Um, it's good to be back, but all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, um, what did we, what happened to our last episode? What were we speaking? Oh, we spoke about Avengers and all that jazz. Yes, we did. And we spoke about Kanye mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah. Um, hope you guys liked that episode. Um, remember, we don't normally do this in the beginning. We normally do this at the end. Remember to like review our episodes. If you're, if you haven't heard, if this is the first time you're listening to us, welcome. Welcome. It's good to have you on here. Um, make sure you listen to our past episodes. Um, I think you've got about 14 to catch up on. Yeah. And there are a couple of good 
13 episodes to catch up on so yeah mm. um but in the meantime let's get on with the show so Stephen, what's the downbeat what's been happening man what's been happening um art industry wise tv wise that's just no, mm. oh let's just start film wise for me anyway mm-hmm. um recently there was a trailer that I dropped from spike lee yes and it's called black black Kinsman. black how do I say this? This is such an interesting word, but black. Ke- <laughs> I'm struggling. Black KKK Kansman. Black Kansman. <laughs> you really struggled with that. Black Kansman. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Spike Lee dropped the trailer. Um, and you do? So have you like, watched the trailer? I've watched the trailer. It's kind of a comedy slash drama kind of thing going on. And who's the main actor? Um, Adam Driver's in it And also Denzel Washington's son Who is um, Robert? I want to say his name is Robert I Washington I would may, Maybe But okay. yes He was also in Borders But yeah he plays um, A role in this film And you know With this film It it was well received At the Cannes Festival It actually won second prize Didn't it? It did It did um, So yeah uh, It's coming out in August and it's also produced by Jordan Peele. Obviously. Mr. Jordan Peele himself, Jordan Peele, Mr. So. Get Out. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say Get Out, but yeah, he produced and directed. No, he directed Get Out. He wrote and directed, wrote Get, and directed Get, Out. Get Out. There we go. Okay, he probably did produce it, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually saw the trailer. Um, and to be honest with you, there was just a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I need to watch a couple of things a few times to kind of get my head around, you know, what was happening. But mm-hmm. it, apparently, it's it's um, apparently it's based on a true story. Mm. So I've heard. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Any film that. This is gonna sound. Any film that involves racism, I'm here for it. No. Um. I don't know any film that kind of like talks about has an element of history sometimes I'm quite here for it mm. um and a history that I'm not familiar with because you know you know you watch a few things about the KKK and stuff like that I don't know how close to fiction this film would be fictional fact fact sorry um I don't I don't know how close to it's fact with, yeah yeah um this film will be but it'll be quite interesting to see and i I believe he's the first black police office police constable that's british police detective 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 in colorado right i see um okay august yeah Mm. and is that gonna is that worldwide or just in america well um nothing's been confirmed yet nothing that i know of anyway but i would like to assume worldwide However, mm. we'd have to wait and see. But come yeah, summer, us I'm Brits sure. would like to see it, and I'm sure uh, some couple of countries dotted around the world would like to see that film. Mm. So yeah, just wait and see. Moving on swiftly, yeah. in the words in um, more TV, Insecure's coming back. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. talk about enthusiasm again, yeah. Stephen. Jeez. Um, so Insecure is back. Um, an August premiere date has been announced for Insecure um, And it's the third season mm-hmm. um, The new season was actually announced by video um, Featuring Issa Rae and um, um, Yvonne 
Ojuri, um, Natasha Rothwell and Amanda Seals. Um, so it's going to um, premiere on the 12th of August on mm. HBO. So what do you reckon is going to happen since last last season? What are you? What are your predictions potentially? Just, I guess, just more of... Issa living her fat life. I guess so. I think she calmed down a little bit though. Maybe I think she after she had that moment with Lawrence in the flat mm-hmm. where they had come to I think a space where they finally could be within close proximity with each other and have an adult conversation mm. I think moving forward but then at the same time remember she did go back to what's that guy's name that, that always seems to smile at everything that it's not even funny My, Michael no her ex her ex just <laughs> let's just say because he's not that relevant um <laughs> Yeah, we did see her go back to him. So we're just like, oh, Easter, come on. Mm. Do better, girl. But anyway, uh, Insecure's coming back and we are very excited. Yes, we are. Um, I reckon maybe we should try and do like a a weekly recap, like a like a Insecure kind of slot. Well, we record every two weeks, but we'll try. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, that would be quite fun, actually. That would be. Literally dissect episodes of Insecure from a black British perspective. Perspective. Mm. Yeah. Other news, Steve? Um, Steve? That's what I'm going to call you now. Steve. Steve. That's not my name, but okay. Um, so Barack and Michelle Obama have signed mm. a multi-year production deal with Netflix. Um, a multi-year? Meaning multiple years? Yes. Yes, exactly that. Okay. Um so yeah, they will be producing films and series, like series for for the streaming service. Um, so it's kind of it kind of was put out there by Variety, and um, yeah, so it seems like they're going to be doing some stuff with Netflix. And I'm interested exactly to see what, what kind of content and what kind of stuff they will mm-hmm. produce produce for Netflix. Yeah, um, it seems like it's going to be most likely scripted series unscripted series docuseries documentaries and obviously features as well would have been okay they're doing scripted series and unscripted so they did a bit of both yeah wouldn't it be flipping awesome if they like held like a competition for like specifically british writers Mm. um to bring their work and then they will produce it for netflix like imagine barack and michelle just saying like we want to give british writers an opportunity to yeah. do stuff on Netflix That would be awesome That would be dope And I, I reckon it'll give Like the BBC And all the rest of these people A run for their money Of course Netflix are doing it already anyway but uh, It's true Yeah So They're huge huge Yeah they stream. definitely need to Step up their game With that one But that's exciting That is That is Do you reckon they might do Like a, a docu-series About their life Who knows Who knows or I think they, they've done something Like that before though Or would they do Like a reality TV show <laughs> That would be inside the Obamas. No, I don't think they'll make that kind of move. That would be a smart move. Or maybe like a, a two part where we kind of see their life after the White House. Mm. But it's been so long. But I'm here for it though. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. Mm. It feels like it would be so calm and chilled. And like Barack just being this cool, cool, cool guy. He's been known he, to he's Yeah he's a smooth to... talker So you know We're going to get some smooth words In that documentary If mm. it was the Reality Whatever If it was to come 
to life and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, in other news, what's going on? In other wise? news, um, this is more writer's side. So I came across, um, actually it was, to, it was announced today, today being Wednesday, um, that female writers are responsible for just 14% of primetime TV dramas in the UK. Um, this was a news report that was um, um, from the Writers Guild of Great Britain called Gender Inequality and Screenwriters. Um, so it revealed that less that less than a third, 28% of all UK television episodes are penned by women. So I'm shocked. Hmm. I'm actually, I'm shocked, but I'm not surprised. Right, right, right. Because let's be honest, <laughs> I don't want to go there, but I'm going to go there. Who are the main guys that deciding deciding what stuff we get to see on tv mm. we're still seeing white men make the decision mm. so it's like it, it it makes me think about you know when you're used to seeing when you're used to reading something that reflects of you that you understand you're more drawn to that so you'd pick up that script rather than a script that potentially might focus its attention on something else or might have a different story or might have a different, you know, yeah, different story to what you're accustomed to or what you're used to. It, it goes to say, it, it goes to the same as, you know, when you get a story about maybe a Nigerian family or a black family or an Asian family or an Eastern European family, you know, only I'd, I'd like to think uh, sometimes it will be one of those things where if you don't relate to the story, you think who would relate to the story and how will we potentially get this on television? Because who is going to be watching it, if mm. that makes sense? Um, so it, the, the, the statistics is kind of like it's basically based on more of the primetime dramas. Um, like... Like, uh, what am I trying to say? Happy Valley, um, which was written by Sally Wainwright and Call the Midwife, which was created by um, Heldy Thomas. Heidi. Heidi, sorry. Oh God, I can't read today. Um, and there's also a low representation of women writers in comedy being 11% and in light entertainment only 9%. Um a lot of people just think this is this is ridiculous that this in in 2018 that only 14 percent of primetime drama is written by women mm. you know and we talk about you know it just it's like all of this stuff is all coming together with the you know the big massive you know obviously they a lot of um media media broadcasters and media companies announce their gender uh the gender gap pay report mm -hmm. and obviously we all know what that what the statistic came out you know again women paid less people of color being paid less you know stuff like that so it, it it's and it's another blow again to media and broadcasters because they're clearly not doing something right and something needs to change you know mm. um so it's looking like they've got there's got to be a lot more um representation and not just only in the writers rooms but also those making those decisions yeah you know when is that going to change 
when are we going to have more pe- more women, more um, people from the LGBT community, more people of color, you know, black, white, well, we've got enough white, black, Asian, you know, ethnic minorities. When are those people going to be the ones that also make the decisions? Yeah. You know, that, you know, so that's definitely one that took me by surprise and I was quite shocked. Yeah. Because, and, and these stories are, Mostly stories that you do kind of see. I don't know because I I watch TV, but I don't watch a great amount of TV. But some of the TV shows that you kind of see that are kind of like the big ones, like for example, I know one for Netflix, which is quite big, The Crown, based on Queen Elizabeth's life, I want to say. Is Mm. it Elizabeth's life? I don't think so. I'm not too sure myself. I think it's Queen Elizabeth's life. Just got to figure out which Elizabeth, the current Elizabeth, um, created by a man. You know, main characters, a woman. Not to say that men can't write women's stories, but it's evident to see that there's a lot of women out there that are writing amazing stories. So why are they not getting those TV shows made? Why are we not approving this? Why is this? Why are they not getting the sign off? Mm. You know. So yeah. You know. Hopefully. These, this report will kind of, kind of open the I'll eyes open the eyes for many many people mm. um, many many people in these broadcasters um, on another note theatre wise um, the Theatre Royale Theatre Royale Theatre Royal Stratford East has announced its second part of its season for 2018-2019. So back in, I think back in March, I think we kind of briefly mentioned um, they announced their season of new shows. um, And well, that was only pretty much half of it. Um, They've come back and said, boom, we want to give you some more. And they've given us some more. And one of them being that Lenny Henry will be making his Theatre Royal um, Stratford East debut in August Wilson's August Wilson's um, drama King Headley the second, which will be directed by the artistic director recently, artist artistic director um, Nadia Fall. Um, so I'm very very excited. And they also announced um, a couple more collaborations, which is um, is that in- Incuous Equus. EQS, I would say. I think, yeah, EQS, Noughts and Crosses, which um, everybody knows is obviously uh, Mallory Blackman's book, Book, which has been adapted into a play. Um, Mm -hmm. So that'd be quite interesting. And Nole, Nole, Noe Flude. Noe. Noe Flude. Thanks, Stephen. I don't know if I said that right, but yeah. Well, sometimes it's better to hear it from you than from me. so they've announced those three shows as well. Um, I believe these are probably going to be playing at the um, more the runs. The runs of these are probably like mid mid next year. So, but tickets are on sale, and um, they're obviously committed to being accessible. So, over fifty percent of the tickets will be available for under twenty five pounds. Plus, ten pound tickets are available for under twenty six. So you guys, if you are under 26, I'm telling you, there's a lot of theatres that do a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, if you are under 26 or some even under 30, use the opportunity, get yourself a discount ticket. You know, it can, it, trust me, like you get to see a lot of shows for dead cheap. You yeah. can probably see five shows for 50 quid mm. in a month, which is not too, it, it, 
in the grand scheme of things, that's like a lot. That's five shows. That's yeah. £10 per ticket. So yeah, definitely guys go and check out the new season um, and make sure you get yourself a ticket mm. um, at at Theatre Royal Stratford East. Yeah. Um, is that all the news we have? I guess for now, but I just wanted to kind of touch on, um, I don't know if we talked about this last time. I don't think we, I think we did. I'm not too sure, but did we talk about last and last episode um, about um, Charles Gambino's video no we didn't because it hadn't come out yet right yeah so that was probably like last episode was probably Are you sure we did i feel I f- like we did i feel like we did as well but i'm not sure 100 i think we probably did hmm. yes i think we did okay cool oh did you want to touch on it again not really but i just thought thieves. no we did not okay i just remembered <laughs> we did not because i i don't see i think it had come out a day after right um, right, 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 after right. we dropped the episode Okay um, Do you want to briefly touch on that? I don't really have much to say You know, much to say, okay um, no, I just wanted to just Talk about what Gambino's doing at the moment And, you know The stuff he's got It seems like everybody's here for Childish Are you? Um, I'm not the biggest fan Right um, I did I, did, I, I like more of his television work and his writing work i like it i like more of his television work than the music stuff um maybe because i just i just don't listen to a wide range of genre of music so i don't really kind of like care for it like that um i know that i watched a video and i kind of just watched it in more like what am i looking for here because i think probably the reason why i was more like what am i looking for here is because i had gone to social media and saw everybody talking about it, saying, doing their think pieces about it, and mm-hmm. thinking, oh, okay, let me go and watch the video and see what we were talking about, and watched four minutes of it, and I was like, four minutes? Well, that's probably the, the length of the video, right? Yeah, you watched all of it. Yeah, okay. basically, I watched four. Well, you watched the video. I watched the video. <laughs> all right. I was trying to be snazzy, but thanks, Stephen. <laughs> um, I watched the video, and I was just like, okay. Hmm. And I didn't watch it again. Right, so you didn't like... But I did love what Twitter did, its own little mixes to it. So right. that's what that's what made me enjoy the video a little bit more. So you didn't like kind of catch what's going on in the background and stuff? I did, but I was just like, oh, okay, cute. Mm. Oh, that sounds really mean. But I was just like, oh, okay, all right then. Hmm. I'll see that. Interesting. Um, I don't know whether the song was as powerful as the message in the video. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, of course, of course. I, I, because I was just like, where, where, where? Mm. Um, obviously, there's some um, metaphor there. Is it metaphor? <coughs> there's definitely some <coughs> hidden messages. Yes, in, like hidden messages. In Sorry, the, in the, in the, in the video. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I would say. When it comes to Gambino, what he's doing, what he's trying to do, uh, it's a good thing. And I, I believe that it's come at a perfect time. You believe in his cars? His cars? Cause. Cause. Cars. Um, yeah, so we'll just have to see because, you know, when, when it comes to time, I feel like it's kind of perfect for, um, like, what, because what Kanye is doing is very interesting, but in regards to someone else that can kind of 
hold the mantle up in some kind of way. Oh, so do you reckon like, Gambino's like he's taken the baton now? Potentially. We'd okay. have to see what what al- like what kind of album um Gambino's gonna produce. Is he is he still making more music? He's Did still he making well he's gonna well he, apparently he's I'm sure he's I'm sure he's gonna drop an album very, very soon. I would like to hope so. Um Because okay. obviously I think he's like going on tour. It's not on yeah, on tour and gonna be doing a few festivals in the UK and stuff or a festival in the UK. Um as far as I know. So he would love to I'm sure he would love to have some new music to perform there and stuff. And even like his he done he was on SNL, he performed a song on there called Saturday. It was like a disco kind of infused track, which was kind of cool. Um so yeah we'll have to wait and see. But I do I, I guess do he's like he's a very music. eclectic artist. Yeah. He's very, very dynamic. He can do a lot of things and yeah. Very, very talented guy. So, yeah, we just have to wait and see what he's got planned. Interesting. Um, I don't think I gave much to that, to be honest with you. I think because I don't, I don't, I didn't necessarily like pay too much attention to him when I do watch it. I feel like sometimes I loved a video. I guess the message does relay to the video. Like the video is it obviously intertwines with the song Mm -hmm. but i just felt like it was more of a it didn't really the song didn't didn't, resonate with you yeah exactly so because the song didn't resonate with me the video didn't equally do that so i just felt like what am i looking for here if that makes sense but the thing is with the with this with the song itself Sometimes when you listen to us, when a song comes out first, you listen to it and then you kind of have your own idea of what the video would look like. Uh-huh. Um, but this came out song and the video at the same time. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I kind of get what you're saying. But for what it was, the way it was dropped, it was great. And I, I yes, it's it. what people needed. Yeah, exactly. It started a conversation. Yeah. Had people talking. It's so. a conversation that's been going on for quite a while. But that's true. You know, Childish Gambino decided to bring it back in the mix in mm. case y'all forgot. In case you forgot. Um, but moving on. Yeah. Um, it's our topic segment. Um, this one we don't necessarily normally talk about things like this. Yeah, I guess. we're kind of going from like the good to, to the bad right now. Good not to the, the bad, to not the, the bad, but yeah. Um, but I have been watching a few interviews, um, and listening to a few things and. You know, I think this particular particular kind of subject was kind of like I think we touched on it last Yeah, we also episode. touched on it last last episode with in regards to Kanye and, and R. Kelly. R. Kelly and is um and what I specifically wrote was can you separate the talent from the individual? Mm. Um and the reason why I say this is because a lot of people Obviously, we've heard, you know, Kanye come out and say some blasphemous things. I would say blasphemous. I would say controversial. Controversial, whatever. I call it blasphemous, but, you know, that's the hero. He's come out and said some very kind of like, I don't think it's controversial. I think it's blasphemous, to be honest with you. Uh, Really? Uh, Yeah, it's messed up. Um, (laughs) He said some things and obviously... You know, he's um, spoken up about his support for Donald Trump. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just said some, a few things. Now, a lot of people said that a lot of people and one of you being one of you being them said that you'd still listen to his music. And I kind of questioned you. You said no. But I know for a fact, if you bought out an album, you're copying it and you're mm. going to listen. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and it goes for it also goes for the likes of R. Kelly. You know, mm-hmm. we spoke about R. Kelly as well. You know, guy has made some amazing music. You say um, amazing now, right? Uh, <laughs> I use the word very lightly. Um, okay. Has made some amazing, and I quote, music. Um, wow. That doesn't make any sense, but okay. Quote, amazing music. You quote amazing music, right? Yes. Okay, right. I Not the you... music part. You okay. thought I just quoted the music. Like... And you said amazing. I was like, wait, what? Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, God, tangents. Don't we love them? Um, and... Obviously, we know the things that has come out in the press about him. Mm -hmm. You know, he was um, arrested and taken to court um, for his um, sexual encounters with Mm. underage girls. He was later then acquitted um, because uh, I guess the, the party said that it didn't happen. So the case was dropped. Um, And then further on, I think, beginning of this year late last year it had come to light that r kelly was involved in a sex cult um, which again involved young girls young girls being that they're over the age but they're still very young Mm. um and what he would do is use his i guess his fame uh, as a way of saying i can train you to be this artist come and stay with me blah 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 blah, and he will make them his sex slave Um, there's actually a bbc documentary which i also mentioned i believe that it still might be on bbc iplayer have you seen it i have indeed and it solidified my reason why i can never listen to r kelly again um and a lot of people have turned around and said, well, you know, he's made some amazing music. You know, I can't stop listening to music. Like, I can't, like, I'm still going to listen to an R. Kelly song. Mm. Like, you've even asked me, so you're telling me if you go to a wedding and they play Step in, Step in the Name of Love, you're not going to dance. I'm not going to dance. Right. I'm not going to dance. Right. So it poses the question, and obviously the situation, uh, and obviously the case against Chris Brown, um, the case, obviously Chris Brown and Rihanna, you know, the domestic abuse Uh um, and recently fabulous Mm -hmm. domestic abuse and Mm -hmm. Nas domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. You know, all of those things there, you hear that they're coming out of the woodworks and you kind of feel like, rah, these are some amazing music makers, but how do I differentiate? How do I then differentiate themselves the talent from the individual now my question is asking you can you can you look at them can you look at the talent individually to the person um just i would say um yes yes and yes or no i just kind of want to go back to the the whole situation because um Recently on Spotify, they did say that they were going to remove his music. Well, they did remove his music. They didn't remove his music. They mu- removed him from playlists, 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 right? And stuff. So like his that. music is still on there. From yeah, from his playlist, like and also Um Yeah, so that that happened um, on the tenth of May, like from the, where they moved, moved his music from playlists and stuff. But his music was still available on platforms. And I think Spotify done it, Apple Music done it, and I think Pandora as well. What's um, Pandora? Pandora's a music streaming service. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then obviously 
I think in a Facebook video, R. Kelly, um, <sighs> he decided, well, he decided to that address the situation. And he says, I've got a million people hating me and 40 billion people loving me. You see, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, oh. He then goes on to say, um, you know, he kind of proposes a toast to all the strong, quote unquote, strong men in the room. He said, people like you is why I continue to do what I do because I have a basketball mentality. Um, he says, as long as I've got the ball, the border's on the defense. Uh, so you know, take it whatever, take what kind of message out of that, whatever you want. I think it is say. a he's a prick. <laughs> he's yeah, he's literally boasting and saying people still have him. He still makes he still makes he still makes good music, and no matter what, he's winning. Um, so do you know what it is? And this is why for me that I I I find it really difficult to separate the talent and the individual mm-hmm. because the talent is from the individual. Yeah, you know. Prime example, R. Kelly makes music about sex, love, make, love making. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? You hear all these things that he he's been doing to young women, mm. young girls. It's a direct, it's a direct correlation with the music he's making. Mm. You know, he's basically abusing young girls, and in my head, I feel like is he using this abuse? As a way of challenging challenge, um, new music content to then put out, do you get what I'm saying? I don't think he'll be popping as he was before. Anyway, let's just say that. I don't think he can make he can make music and stuff, but I don't think he'll be as relevant now as as his music was like back then. He's just lost. He's lost. I think he's kind of yeah. But lost people, the source. but people, I feel like people need to have the same energy that they had for. Bill Cosby mm. and everything that came to light about him. Mm. People aren't having the same energy. People are still buying tickets to go and see him. You mm. still got women. Like there was a clip in the documentary where like he was literally gyrating on a woman and the woman was enjoying it. Big, big woman. Big woman. I mean, big woman age. I mean, not, <laughs> you know, physically, physically <laughs> size. But he was still doing this. And I was just like to myself, like, okay, yeah, that's cute. You want to be doing that in a concert. But you knowing the fact that he like gets up to no good, like I don't understand. Like I don't know whether in the society we live in, we have an obsession with celebrities and their lives and stuff like that. But I can't, I can't but imagine listening to R. Kelly song and think that this guy is out there like sexually abusing young girls. Mm. Like he married a young girl. She was 15. Do you know what I mean? Come on. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, I can't differentiate the two. Mm. Like I want to, I really want to, but it's so difficult because, and then you look at it, they are abusing black women mm. in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Let's look at, okay. Well, not, well, or black people, people that look like me and you i feel like they're they're abusing us in the moment do you get what i'm saying so how am i supposed to support you if you're potentially abusing me right because i was young once i was a young girl once you know eventually i'm gonna have a young daughter to imagine to think that god forbid but to imagine to think that you know R. Kelly goes to schools praying for young girls. It's 
it's not okay. And it's, it's black girls, it's black women. And it's just like, why do we not have this much energy when it comes to, you know, black men abusing our black, our black women? Mm. Like, not enough people are cancelling him. Not enough people. Like, I know now they, they've, they're really brought to the, uh, the, brought the attention of muting. I think there was a hashtag called Mute R. Kelly. Mm. That's not enough. He needs to be brought to justice. And I don't know, like, what is going on? What kind of mind manipulation that he's doing to these girls that he's currently, like, enslaved in his home where they're not coming out and speaking about what is really going on? Do you get what I'm saying? I don't understand it, brother. It feels like it's some kind of juju, bruv. It's all crazy. It's- but I did. I do want to say, like, when it comes to artists, you know, we're kind of bashing, not bashing R. Kelly, but we're speaking about R. Kelly right now. But... um. You know, when it comes to R. Kelly, we definitely have to have the same energy when it comes to all more oh, artists absolutely. That, that, that are doing because there's it's not it's not just him. There's people there's artists out there that, that have done probably worse things that probably haven't been caught for it. Yeah. And you know, if we're kind of speaking about it now, you know, we've known this for how long or known this for a while now, the stuff he's been doing. We need to kind of just Say that for all artists that are doing... Okay, so let's put things. it into the context of real reality. Like, our lives. So if it came out that someone in my workplace started was abusing young girls, that person would be fired, mm-hmm. right? That person would lose their job. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to look at him like, I can't believe you did that. Mm. They're going to chastise him. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yes, do you get what I'm saying? So how is it any different to R. Kelly, who is a celebrity, who's got millions? Because he's in a different world. But uh, we're in the same world. (laughs) You know, he's in a different world. In a different, I know what you mean, (laughs) but realistically, we're all in the same world. So if I can hold Thomas in my workplace accountable for what he's done, I feel like I can also hold R. Kelly accountable. Do you get what I'm saying? You can Because I would never talk to Thomas again Because I will think to myself You're disgusting But would you ever speak to R. Kelly though? <laughs> no but I'm saying that What I'm saying is that If I won't ever speak to Thomas again And he might have been the greatest worker mm. But that to me Is completely cancelled Because of the fact You abused your power And you decided to do Something ille- well illegal mm. That's completely wrong Morally speaking do you get what yeah. I'm saying? So I feel like we need to have that same energy that we have for Thomas or Tony or Dan. That we have that we need to have the same thing for R. Kelly. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? And also Chris Brown. And also Fabulous. Yeah. And also Kanye West. Because they've been saying some wild shit. They've been yeah. doing some wild shit. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. And this is why maybe I, I Maybe my circle of music just says the one genre because, you know, people might what say... What genre is that? Soka. People okay. might say Soka is problematic. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. And it yeah. was artists that have done, done some madness. Yeah, but I think also them. people that people might say, like, it's problematic because, you know, there's um, homophobia. There might be some homophobia in there, you know, whatever, mm, whatever. Mm. Completely understand. Mm. I know... <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm hypocritical <laughs> But I think I think because I relate to it more Because obviously I'm not I'm not 
I'm not gay. I'm not queer. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So I guess I do have some sympathy and I do know gay people. And I know, I do know queer people, but because I don't identify with it myself, I don't feel as close to it as to maybe, you know, a black woman or a black young girl or a black woman being beaten up. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Do you understand what I mean? I get you. But at the same time, yes, I do need to have that same energy that I have for those men that do those things to, you know, women or say those wild things. Okay, yeah. let I feel like we're putting Kanye in the same category. Kanye hasn't, we haven't heard that he's beaten anybody. He, we haven't heard that he's assaulted women. Mm. It's just that some of the things he has said in regards to, you know, his people, mm. basically saying that slavery is a choice. Again, people say that, you know, he, the words were taken out of context. That's neither here or there. We heard what you said. You said it, brother. Mm. You know what I mean? Own it with your chest. <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of like you can't help but brand him in the same because you feel like you are saying these statements, whether you feel like it's free thinking, free following, free for free up yourself. <laughs> to me, it just feels like you're why at who's. At, at what cost mm. do you want to be you want to be seen as being different so bad mm. that you say something wild like that but yeah he's been, he's been known to say, say stuff wild you know, I know but stuff, this is like, just wild beyond measure alright sure but you can't help but soon or later. you can't help but brand him in those kind of things because then you kind of think okay Kanye's saying all of these things <sighs> Can I listen to his music? Okay, Kanye is not that bad compared to the others. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Because they've inflicted pain on other people. But well, he has inflicted pain on people. Yeah, but I mean physical pain. But there's also other kinds of pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I get what you're saying. But you're saying. so that's why I can't. I I guess I don't want to paint him with the same brush as those other guys. Do you mm. get what I'm saying? Those are the Chris Browns, your R. Kelly's, your yeah, the Zay Jones, your fabulous, whatever. I can't Ike paint. Turner. Uh? Ike Turner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prime example. Uh, Never listened to an Ike Turner it. track before. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. The Tina Turner story made me really cry. Mm. Like I really cried. When I watched it as a young girl, I cried so much. Mm. But yeah, that's interesting. What are your what are your thoughts? Like, be honest. I've, had my, I've, I've said my thoughts, but I would say, when it comes to it, I would say it's 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 way too late now to kind of kind of mute R. Kelly. Well, because we're kind of talking about R. Kelly, it's, it's way too late to do that now. And even according to another like report, well, this is not it's not that big, but you know, um, you know, from the day Spotify like announced um, its policy change on like I think on the. 10th of May to the 16th um, of May, R. Kelly's numbers hit 6,676,000, up from the average 6,584,000 weekly streams in his music. See, this doesn't make sense to me. Are people like, you know, we just feel like, are people okay in their yeah. heads? But to be fair, you know, um, the increase is, you could say, relatively minor because compared, let's say, compare it to um, Drake, to Drake's, like, yeah, Drake, he's like, he's like streams per week. Um, last year were 122,735,000. So it's, you know, for comparison, it's kind of compared to an average, but his streams went up, R. Kelly's streams went up 
when like they remove this stuff from the like from their play- playlists and stuff. So regardless, people are still gonna be listening to his music. Um there's no I don't say there's no winning, but I know it just makes me really sad because I just feel like where are people's moral compass? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just feel like how can you but then I guess people can feel like well it, it's not happened to me so I'm cool in it mm. he didn't do it to me so it's not my problem um, <laughs> what? he wrote traps in the closet yeah part one to 55 whenever it is whatever it is <laughs> but yeah I, I feel like for me morally I just couldn't bring myself to listen to his music I'd, I'd sometimes even Chris Brown and Chris Brown okay Chris Brown for me Obviously, I saw him grow up um, and I find it really difficult sometimes because I listen to Chris Brown music. I, I find that my iTunes kind of goes, run it, run it. I'm like, oh, skip. You know, I don't listen to Fabulous, so I'm cool with that one. Mm. Um, Nas, I don't really listen to Nas so much. You know, again, a lot of these artists, I don't really kind of like the only one that I can kind of really relate to or really know that, you know, their music had a bit of a touch on my life was probably Chris Brown mm. and R. Kelly. But I can guarantee you R. Kelly ain't being listened to ever again. Wow. He's not. I can't even listen to Aaliyah's, um, what's her first album that he produced? His agent number number. Yeah, I can't listen called? to it. I think it was called, yeah. I can't listen to the song. Nothing the whole like, album, I deleted it. No back and forth, nothing like that. Nah, can't listen to it. Not having it. Interesting. As soon as I hear that you... You do, yeah. I guess that, like you said before, you're like, oh, but he's produced quite a few songs, Michael Jackson songs. Mm. I don't have that on my thing, so I'm cool. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Or the other music that he's, I don't have it on there. Yeah. So I feel like my my soul is pure from that. <laughs> but right. with Chris Brown, I, right. I maybe need a little bit more delivering. Mm. <laughs> some sprinkle some holy water mm. and all that stuff. But yeah, um, it'll be interesting to get you guys is like. Um, point of view how do you feel can you separate the talent from the individual do you feel like you can listen to their music and um not feel a way about you know their personal endeavors um or things that i might have been in the media about them um and all of that stuff uh i find it difficult um i don't know you know definitely we'll definitely have a conversation we should have a conversation about it on our socials um I'm going to pose, do a poll, pose the question, mm. whether or not you can differentiate the, the talent from the artist, the talent from the individual, you know, and whether my example of Thomas in So 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 Building makes sense. Because mm. I think it does. But moving on. All right. That was cool to talk about, Stephen. Thanks for that. Um, not that you came up with the idea, but I did. <laughs> All props to me. As she flicks her hair. Um, we have a new segment. We do. We do. You don't seem impressed by this. I'll leave that to listen. <laughs> I think they'll be very impressed. Okay. Um, I feel the the um producer should cue like some cool, cool new segment music. Cue music. <laughs> Our new segment is called Opportunities Corner. Wait, I mean, circle. <laughs> God, see? That's what it should be called. Opportunities Corner. Wait, Opportunities. Circle. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 
circle. Um, actually, that's a good one. Um, so I thought, because we like to talk about the arts, um, um, why don't we bring um, opportunities that I've come across, you know, from looking online and stuff like that and share it with you guys? Because I know we might have some writers, some producers, some directors, you know, some artists that listen to us and want to know about what's currently happening mm-hmm. um, na- uh nationally when it comes to um obviously competitions mm. or things you can get involved in so i've got quite a couple um the first one being that the bbc writers room will be doing their um tv writers festival um which will be taking place on the 6th of june in london um so it's this uh i believe it's i don't i think it's their first they've done quite a couple Things started in 2010, didn't it? Yeah. So yeah, 2010. So they've mm-hmm. done like probably they they've done seven, mm. um, seven of them, and it's curated by writers for writers. So the festival is a mix of masterclass conversations and debates aimed at and created for working television writers whose career um, span from drama, comedy, and children's. Um, in a previous year, they've concentrated on drama writing. However, this year, they're opening up their sessions to be more comedy and comedy drama. Um, if you would like to attend this festival, um, they, the one requirement is that you must have a TV drama or TV sitcom writing credit. So if you have written before, so those people that have written before, this is a great opportunity for you to kind of like go to some great masterclasses, Mm -hmm. um, you know, network with a few other writers, you know, kind of understand, you know, what people are up to in regards to, you know, the different genres um, and stuff like that. So for further details and to apply for tickets, um, email BBC tv festival at bbc.co.uk and request an application form um because it's quite quite close i believe it's in like two weeks time so definitely try and get um if you are a writer if you do have a writing credit definitely try and get in touch i think it's a great opportunity to be involved in um secondly um applications have now opened for the women in film and tv pat llewellyn bursary fund um so it's a hundred and fifty thousand bursary fund um basically to find and fund women with the best boldest and most creative entertainment or factual tv project it's a joint collaboration with like i mentioned um wftv um so that's women in film and television um, bbc channel 4 and itv they've come together to fund this bursary in in memory of award-winning producer Pat Llewellyn, who was renowned for discovering and developing new talent. Uh, she created the BBC Two's Two Fat Ladies, um, discovered Jamie Oliver and by christening him with The Naked Chef. I'm sure people know, remember that TV show. Um, and also created, uh, obviously, Gordon Ramsay's, uh, Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, which is still going on mm. everywhere. So she done some great things um, before she passed away from um, breast cancer in 2017. So they set up this bursary um, for any women who has a unique project and a passion for television. So each year, a total of 30K will be awarded up to three candidates to help them develop their passion projects, which will be a one-off documentary or series. Along with the cash will come a case of fine wine. So if you like your wine and stuff, <laughs> uh, for each woman to help 
with the creative juices flow. Um, so if you would like, uh, also alongside uh, this uh, cash or this prize, you would also be offering, uh, so each successful applicant will also be allocated a mentor, which is normally a member of the um, Women in Film and Television um, Committee. Uh, we There's an application form which we will share on our socials. So if you are interested, um, definitely apply for that. And this is only open to women, which is great because, you know, we did speak about, we did. Um, you know, the lack of women writers in mm-hmm. TV drama. So this is a fantastic Hopefully opportunity. Hopefully add to the statistics. Exactly. It's a fantastic opportunity. The deadline for the applications is the 22nd of July. Um, I've looked at the application. It's not too tedious. It's definitely something that, you know, is quite easy um, to um, fill out. So you don't have to fill out a, 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 a 10,000 word essay um, for that one. But we will definitely share that on our show, socials. And finally, part of the um, Opportunity Corner, aka Circle, um, is the BBC Essex Playwright of the Year. So BBC Essex... Um, is giving you the opportunity to have your play broadcast on BBC Radio um, and then also at the same time become BBC Essex Playwright of the Year. How fun. Two jobs in one go. So you have your radio drama Mm -hmm. broadcasted on BBC and then you become BBC's, you know, Essex Playwright. It's only fair, right? Um, So they're looking for a 15-minute, 15-minute, sorry, clogged up throat um they're looking for a 15 minute fictional radio play with an essex connection to be recorded in their studios later this year for broadcasts on bbc essex um and the deadline is midnight the 1st of june so it's literally around the corner um what they're looking for is originality plot storytelling um suitability for radio listening local relevance to essex creative use of location writing technique and of course enjoyment mm. so you know you've got a lot of stuff to do there yeah. but it's definitely one of those are, are well uh worthwhile so again like i mentioned the you can enter um deadline is midnight on friday the 1st of june and you can email your entry to radioplayessex at bbc.co.uk um but again we will then post this on our socials if you would like to enter and if you have a great radio play that is worth listening to and it talks about essex good old essex you know what i mean (laughs) is that like your attempt of an essex that was more london london isn't it cockney cockney london i think it did originate from essex anyway so yeah it was the cusp yeah of essex so yeah I'll kind of give you a break from talking because yeah, kind of thank talking, you so much. Talking a bit, um, I've become so nasally. <laughs> we're going to move on to uh, our sound waves. Mm-hmm. We've got quite a few things to recommend, quite a few things to talk about on here. Um, first thing I want, kind of want to touch on is um, a recommendation that's coming up very soon, or a concert's coming up very soon that I feel like our <laughs> listeners might be interested in. Um, I've never been to his show before. Um, I'm sure I've heard good things about his show. I don't know what kind of show he's going to put on, but the artist the I'm talking about is killing me. <laughs> the artist I'm talking about is drumroll, please. No, I'm joking. Um, it's T Pain. I'm a buy you a drink. Okay, that was a really interesting sound by there. Okay, <laughs> I just had to. He was there. 
you know, it was just there. <laughs> so uh, T-Pain is coming to the UK um, on Friday the 15th of June. Um, oh, that's around the corner. That is around the corner, isn't it? Steve and these last minute Actually, that's about two weeks it. away. Two weeks plus away. Yeah, those like, tickets are going to be sold out. You're not going to get good actually. tickets. It's going to be I the checked, expensive tickets. I checked tickets today. And tickets, are you sure you checked? I did. I did check tickets today. And tickets start from £25 and they are still available. Um, it's going to be showing at, obviously... Uh, in London, Friday 15th of June. He's going to be June. showing. It's going to be a fair piece. He's going to be playing. He's going to be performing. <laughs> performing. Right. Playing. Playing is still a good What's term, he right? playing there? He's going to be he's playing, gonna playing music. He's going to be playing. The drums. <laughs> the drums. I don't know. But um, yeah, so he's going to be performing at Coco. Um, Coco? Yeah. Coco, London. Which one in Camden? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Why, why, why? I don't know. <laughs> no, I would have thought he would have been in the O2 in Brixton. Actually, it might be too big for him. Well, I'm sure he can fill out. Fill yeah, out, true. But fill out, um, are they really concert. giving? Are they really giving T Pain that? Yeah, Shit. but um, I said before, tickets are twenty five pounds. Show starts at seven. So if you definitely want to see a good show, I've heard good stuff about it. Um, I don't know if he's going to be singing live. I don't know if he's going to be using auto-tune. But I guess you can kind of get both best of both worlds if he does both. Because he's really, a really, really good singer. So, yeah. Check that out. It's coming soon. Cool. Um, yeah. Over to me again? Oh, back back to you, I guess. That was a quick break. I'm going to... I've still got other stuff to talk about. Oh, you yeah. have? Yeah, but go well, ahead. Let's do it. Go ahead. Oh, well, okay. Well, we'll switch it up. Mm. Um, I had the lovely pleasure of seeing um, Yvette by Uriel Keen. Mekongo um, who came and sat with us a few weeks ago to talk about Yvette her play mm -hmm. um, so I got to see that um, yesterday which was Tuesday at the Bush Theatre um, it's actually the last venue on the tour so I feel like me talking about it you can't get tickets because today's the last day which is Wednesday where we're recording so mm -hmm. you won't be able to go and see it but I'm, ho I'm hoping they might do another run of it again uh, being that I've well, they're making the choices on based on me being that I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm. Um, it was just full of like original music, spoken word, and of course a loop station, which is what um, Uriel mentioned. And to see that come to fruition, um, flu fruition, fruition, fruition was so awesome. Um, it's kind of based. Event uh, is based on the challenges Uriel faced growing up, including exploring her own experiences of sexual abuse. Mm. So it follows um, the story of Yvette, aka Evie, who's a thirty-year-old girl who, you know, just growing up in the realities of London. You know, you know, when you're in school, you have your crush, you have that friend in school who's not really your friend. One day you're best friends, the next day you're not friends. Do you know what I mean? We've all been there. Yeah. Um, but what's hidden behind closed doors is that a family member who stays, who ends up coming to stay with them, stay with her and her mother, mm -hmm. uh, sexually abuses her. But how it's done by grooming. So right. he grooms her to make her feel that she's loved and everything, then wow. eventually abuses his power. Um, so you kind of see the pain and you see other other kind of like issues other you know not problems it's not problems other things that she faces as a 13 year old mm -hmm. you know you know feeling that she's not pretty um feeling that her obviously her mum also dislikes her her mum then mentions that she wanted to bought her as a kid her mum has this hate for her because her dad left her 
with obviously left her before the baby was born so she has this hate for the dad as well um so it was great to see such a really really fresh kind of like one woman show and i've got to give kudos to uriel she was flipping amazing and when she sang that song you are beautiful you are a queen oh my god it just took me back to when i was young and you know when you want to hear those words Mm. and you just kind of think this is such a powerful powerful song so guys um yeah yvette uh was so good um definitely definitely a good good watch i would actually give it four and a half stars wow really four and a half stars and i just like the the how she incorporated the loop the loop station as well i thought it was so innovative like some people have used it before but i haven't seen a theater piece that has used a loop station like that right um and just being her by herself as well so i've definitely got to give her kudos uh and i can't wait to see what up and coming projects she has um later on in the year so she's doing i feel like she's doing a lot of things and she's doing some amazing things so um yeah big shout out to uriel and stuff like that um yeah over to you over to you steven Right, okay. Um, so I've got a show coming up. Well, not me, myself. But I'm planning to go to a show. Um, and it's... It's it's from... It's kind of from, from a DJ and a collective of people, um, which is called um, DJ's Joe K. And his um, group is kind of Selection and Friends. So they're known to like, be, like discover all, like, um, up-and-coming R&B artists, up-and-coming um, rap artists and stuff. And they, they make... <laughs> some amazing music um amazing mixes as well like they feature with apple music and stuff so they're coming to yeah don't they have like a playlist thing? They, do. they do they do have a playlist yeah. thing and they're quite popular um and um yeah definitely definitely something i do want to go and check out they're going to be performing at the village underground on friday the 8th of june which i believe is that date sounds very very familiar 8th of june the 8th of june yeah which yeah, that's no, it's not it's not a date. It's not a date. Well, I just thought about it. Um, tickets start from eighteen pounds, and the show's going to be yeah, as I said before, Friday for June, and the show starts at um ten thirty. So it's a late one, but it's kind of like because it's going to be playing music all night. Oh, so is if it you like wanna, a club? Yeah, a club it's like thing. a kind of kind of club thing, but with good music being played all night. So that's going to be really dope. And it's on a Friday as well, so you kind of like can party onto the weekend, which is amazing. So uh, yeah, check it out if you're gonna. If you're gonna go, get tickets as soon as you can because they're probably gonna sell out very, very soon. Are you gonna be there? I might be there. I might be there. Living at large. Not living large, just enjoying music. As Stephen does. As I do. Um and just um last one, last well, last um soundwave recommendation. Um, I think I've um already tweeted this on our socials because mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to this. Um I like to do like a crossover of what's happening theatre wise um, and I'm especially drawn to black theatre um, black plays mm. and particularly and this one brought my atten- was brought to my attention and I was just like oh my god um, I was like I need to see this I'm going to see this and it's the secret lives of Baba Shegi's wife um, it's playing at the Arcola Theatre from the 7th of June to the 21st of July. Um, show starts every night at 7.30 and they also have a matinee show on Saturdays at 3 o'clock. Um, and also a one matinee show on the 18th of July, which is a Wednesday. Um, the cast include Lyo, Christina, Akinlud. Um, I think... Ayo, D first. 
Marseille, Dolapo, Oyi. Yes, Oyi. Oni. Oni, sorry. <laughs> Ayodele Edwards, mm. Jumoke, Fashola. Yes. Ah, I'm <laughs> well, shy, I, I, I really. I, I thought, but I have to put on the accent though. Yeah. I have wrong, to. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. You can't do it in an English accent. Like, um, Lyo Christina, <laughs> um, Yusuf Jalo, Jalo, Patrice. Yusufu. Yusufu. Um, Patrice, um, Nemambaba. Oh, I'm butchering You're words. You're really butchering names. Yeah, but yeah, there's a cast. It's amazing. Um, the text is originally written by Lola um, Shoneyi. Um, Stephen, say it. Stop laughing at me. Just go say the name. I'm going to try and say it. Okay. I think I'm going to say this right. Um, Shoneyi. Shoneyi. No. Yes. Okay, yes. there we go. We helped each other. <laughs> but first he laughed at me. Um, and um, so that's the original text by Lola Shunei. Shunei. Yeah, yeah. And it's directed by Femi um, Ifowoju. Ilufowoju. Ilufowoju. Ha! <laughs> Juliana. Sheesh. <laughs> Um, Junior Who was the artistic Original artistic director Of um, Theatre Thuhudsi And he's got his own Theatre production So just a quick um, Blurb about The play Baba Shegi Has three wives Seven children And a mansion Filled with riches But now he has His eyes on Bolanli Mm -hmm. A young university Graduate Wise to Life's Misfortunes When Bolanle Responds to Baba Shegi's Advances She unwittingly Uncovers a secret Which threatens To rock his Patriarchal household To the core So you know It's about to be Some Nigerian Tea up in there And shade Um so I am definitely excited to watch that So um, I will be going to see that So I would definitely let you guys know what I think of it um, Tickets start from £12 Which is um, restricted views um, But at the same time um, The best tickets are £26 Starting from £26 going down to 22 For standard tickets and value tickets at 15 I also believe Arcola do a Arcola passport so if you buy a passport I think for the year you get to see five shows and it's just 60 pounds so each show and it's for standard tickets mm. so each show is basically 10 pounds you go and see for the five shows yeah if that makes sense um so yeah so that is our that is our sound waves what's your track of the week Steve um Stephen <laughs> I'm getting comfortable calling you Steve now. You really are. Um, so I've kind of been struggling to think of a track, but there was one that was kind of like quite quite apparent, like from like for like two weeks. I was thinking about it, it was always in my head. And it's by I hope I'd say your name right. This is such a tongue twister for me, but it's by um Ciara, Ciara Sean, and it's called Wrong Speed, featuring Adu. And I don't wanna wait no more For you to touch me 
yeah, so that was Ciara. Um, Ciara. Yeah. Yeah. Ciara. Ciara. I would sure. say Ciara. Yeah, so that, that track's just been on my head constantly. It's a great, great R&B track. Um, love the guitar in it. And yeah. Mm. If you want to hear the full thing, check it out on Spotify, Apple Music, all those streaming places. But yeah, great, great artist. Cool. How about you? My track of the week. Um, I've, um, I did say this a few episodes back that my track of the week every time is going to be a soca track all up until carnival mm. um i'm going to reconvene that and um resume that um statement all right. and go with a soca track um <laughs> as my recommendation this week and it's um shah marshall splinter splinters <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it. I think it came out in 2017, but you know, I've been loving it. It's a good track. It's, mm. it's a feel good track. One up your waist track. You know the deal. I need. I need to say no more. Mm. But yeah, um, great episode. Great episode. I do want to kind of touch on because we. This kind of film has been like breaking box office. I think it kind of dethroned Avengers. Oh. It's been touching a little, obviously. It dethroned Avengers. It did dethrone Avengers. Oh. Um, Deadpool 2, you know? Yeah. Yeah. going to see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah, of course. I forgot we said we've got to talk about this. Yeah, so we've both seen it, right? Mm. Um, I didn't care for it much. Mm. Um, funny. Still don't. Funny. funny. I think for me, I didn't like the little boy character. He was just doing way too much. Mm. I could tell that he was acting. Right. I see. I did love Domino, though. Uh, people was said that Zazi. Zazi. Yeah. Sassy, yeah, she, sorry, Sassy. Sassy. Yeah. yeah, I thought she was a standout. Right. I definitely thought. I loved her. Like, she had this carefree kind of feel to her. And the jokes that she had, apart from one joke, which kind of fell flat, mm-hmm. but most of the jokes that she kind of dropped, just perfect timing. Obviously, right. we thank the writer for that. Yes. And we thank her comedic timing for that too. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought, I, I, I really liked her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Deadpool was all right. Mm. Uh, and I really liked, strangely enough, I liked Cable. You liked Cable, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was, For he those was... who didn't know, Cable is also Thanos. Josh Brolin. Yeah. Is him. also Thanos. Yeah. Plays two. Oh, yeah, it, just plays it looks two like characters. he might come back to the next Deadpool because it looks like they're now become like a trio. Or a... Or we'll just have to see, I guess. God, he's going to be in two films. He's getting a lot of money. He is. Because Thanos is coming back. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good on him, Josh Brolin. Josh yeah. Brolin. Yes. Good on him. But, uh, Get yeah, your money, um, boy. I really liked what Ryan Reynolds done with Deadpool. He was just obviously pushing the the curse, the curses and insults even further. Um, it suits him. It does. This is, this is, this is Ryan Reynolds. I think it suits him. This character here is his moneymaker. Mm. 
Who knows if they're going to do a third one? Apparently, they might not do a third one. We'll have to see. You know, you know, there's only so much you can do with a character, right? True. Deadpool, Maybe they like, should incorporate him. Add him to one of the... Maybe I could. Do you see the little... Oh, that was spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. Yeah. Deadpool. But check out Deadpool if you want to check it out. Um, it's a funny film. Yeah. Um, if you like the first one, you might enjoy the second one. <laughs> yeah, wow. so... Um, yeah, I don't know about advertising. Apart from much. saving the little child that was annoying as hell. That child was annoying. Mm. That child was not worth saving. Right. At all. But, you know. Um, it's been fun, guys. We are artistic state of mind. Thanks for tuning in. Tuning in. I'm signing very nasally um, because it's getting late. And this is the time where the voice decides to go down a notch in a tempo. Um, so I'm trying to sound like Jenny Francis for you guys. No, we're going to cut it and take it somewhere else. Um, it's been fun. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on our socials. We are on Twitter. Our Twitter is artistic S at artistic S O M. Instagram is artistic S O M pod. Facebook. Artistic state of mind. And we are also on Spotify we're not on Spotify. That's a lie. We used to be on Spotify. <laughs> we got demoted for well, Apple Podcasts on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah. So find us there. We're on the free ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we're on. I was going to say Spotify again. We're on SoundCloud and Apple Apple Podcasts, like Stephen said. And so you can find us there. Um, so make sure you guys listen, rate, and review us. Share it's, as well. Yeah, share it, man. If you've got buddies that are like, oh, I'm looking for a podcast, people that talk stuff that's quite cool yeah. send them my way send yeah. them our way we'll give them something cool to listen to you know what i mean mm-hmm. um you can also find me from time to time on my socials um twitter being jules montana 88 and steven is at smiling mastermind that's my yes Twitter. it's been fun guys um same time next episode yeah let's do it peace